Therefore, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I love you. you're here as we continue our series set free today and aren't you glad that the work that Jesus has come to do is not just some theological concept or religious notion he comes to save in the very real parts of who we are he does save us so that we can know him forever in heaven but he also saves and rescues us from the very things that have troubled us that hold us captive, that keep us from experiencing real life. He's that kind of a savior. And the more we yield to him, the more we let him be our rescuer, then he does just that. He rescues and he heals the places where there has been deep pain, where there's been great loss, where there's been trauma. And he heals completely. Spirit, soul, Mind, body, emotions, all of it. This is why Jesus would say in Luke 4, 18, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Whatever heartache, loss, grief, trouble, trauma you've experienced. Jesus is here to meet you there and to heal you there. Now, the board is already filled up. It was from last week, you might remember. Today, you're going to hear the story of someone, as I told you last week, that this is exactly what has happened for them. But before we do that, I just want to read one more passage of Scripture that reminds us of the power of Jesus to heal completely. It's from a book that um, I don't preach on very much. It's short. It's the book of 3 John in the New Testament. And there, he writes, John writes, and he says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now he puts an interesting connection together there. He says, in the same way that you have experienced life in the core of who you are, that you have been healed there, that you've experienced freedom there, he says, I'm praying that that flows into all the other parts of your life. Now, we illustrated that last week and said at our core is our spirit. Sometimes we use the word soul here. 
This is the home of where our faith is, where we have this um, reality of knowing we're loved and we have worth and we have purpose and where we believe truth. This is where the Spirit of God comes to be one with us and we know we are redeemed. And when we know this in the core of who we are, then that can flow to all the other parts of our life, whether it be our thoughts, our mental health, our emotions and our emotional health, our even behavior is changed because of what we know that we've been made into, who we are, and to the point that our body, our health is even impacted by that. And scripture affirms that over and over again. This passage from 3 John is just one of many. John goes on to say, for I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you. And you know, that's, that is what leads to real life in us is when truth is in us. When I believe and know the truth about who Jesus is and what he has come to do in me and who I am in him, when I know truth, it can begin to transform me. We live in a day today when truth is being disbelieved by the culture, or I should say rewritten by the culture. Truth, the culture says, is whatever I feel. Whatever I feel here must be true. And so if someone feels a certain way about their gender, then they assume that is truth. If someone feels a certain way about their past or their future or who they feel like they are in any given moment, they assume that is truth. But John writes and says, I'm so grateful to hear that you believe truth and that this truth trumps everything else. Because I don't know about you, but this is true for me. Sometimes I have feelings that go counter to what I know is true about me. Amen? Sometimes I might feel like I am far from God or God is far from me. And I remind myself of truth. Sometimes I feel afraid, but I believe truth that God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. See what I'm talking about? We believe truth over everything else. If I just listen to my feelings, then I'm going to pretty soon have some behavior that grows out of my feelings instead of my truth. So John says, I'm so glad to hear that you, that the truth is in you. Then he says this, just as you walk in the truth. You know the truth and you walk in the truth. This is again why it's so important to be part of a church family because we can encourage one another and speak truth to one another, right? And do it in love and encourage one another and lead each other along to follow Jesus Christ in spite of what the world might say, in spite of what our own feelings might say from time to time. And then John says in verse four, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. That's true. It's true for a parent to know that their children are walking in truth. It's true for a leader to know that those that he works with are walking in truth. And it's true for Jesus to know that we are walking in that truth. And there are multiplied benefits that flow from all of that. And John points that out. Now, uh, as I told you last week, we're going to hear the story today of someone who illustrates really all of this. And my guess is every one of you in here have seen this person, probably have talked to this person, and maybe even on a weekly basis, 
that person is that well known here, and it's not me. So uh, why don't you welcome to the stage with me this morning, Roseanne Boston. Yeah. Yeah. I told you you'd know her, right? How many people in here have talked to Roseanne at some point? That's crazy. It's crazy. Good morning. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about all this today, right? We are. Yeah. Yes. Uh, God has stories. He is writing in all of us. But this one right here is Roseanne's story. It really is all of our story. To some degree, Roseanne's going to tell her today and how. Uh, I want to point out one thing. We talked about last week that sometimes a hurt or a wound happens in our life and a seed is planted. And if we don't address the seed with truth, it can take root in our thoughts and our identity, and then it begins to spoil and spring up and cause trouble at every level. You're gonna hear this today in Roseanne and what God did. So, Roseanne, why don't we just start with you introducing more about your family. I'm sure everybody knows you, but they may not know even that you have a husband, right? I do. I do have a husband. <laughs> Some people don't know that. Yeah. yeah. He's actually back there. Yeah. Uh, so Dave and I have been married for um, almost 17 years. Yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah. And we have uh, three boys. I'm shaking. You think I've been up here before. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, we have three boys. They're yeah. 15, 13, and 11. That'll make you shake right there. It makes me <laughs> shake. Yes. <laughs> That's great. So let's go back to the beginning. Where did you grow up and what's life like as a child for you? Yeah. Long so before you met Dave. Long before I met Dave, but Dave was in the same town. We just didn't know each other. Um, so I grew up in Joshua uh, yeah. back when it was a small town. I'm the youngest of four. So I have a sister and two brothers. Um, wonderful parents. My, uh, they own their own business. My dad was a dental technician. Hmm. My mom was a dental assistant. Okay. Um, so yeah. yeah. All right. So Joshua kind of like our version of Waxahachie over here, right? Growing up in a country. Yeah, but smaller. Smaller. Back wow. in that day, it was more like Ovilla. Oh, really? It was, okay. I mean, it was bigger, but the amount of people. Okay. It was a small, yeah. Okay. You know, you, your mom was getting a call when you messed up before you actually got home. Wow. So, okay. just don't mess up. <laughs> don't get a call. So, uh, your family go to church? We did, yeah. We grew up uh, Methodist. Okay. I think I was in church just a few weeks after I was born. Wow. Um, same church from birth until later in life. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. And you grew up with siblings? I did. Yeah. Yeah. How about, how many? Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, three. So, two brothers and a sister. <laughs> okay. And you are in what order are you? I'm the baby. Okay. The best position. <laughs> yes. Any other babies in here? Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. We're not partial at all. No. Yeah, I want to say a bunch of babies, but no, I didn't. I'm not going to say that. And don't tell my kids I said that because no. they... Yeah. Yeah, I tell them they're all my favorite. My favorite first, my favorite second, my favorite third. Yeah, yeah. all right, cool. Let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, you grow up and you meet Dave. I do, and yeah. You, and you married. We did, yes. In Joshua. In Joshua, we did. Yeah, we worked did. at the same grocery store and Which our love was? story began. It was called Levels. It's no longer in business. They were bought out by Brookshires. But, or Brookshires, I know. There's, oh. I know, whichever way you say it, I love you still, it's okay. <laughs> Love me as well. <laughs> All right. So y'all meet and get married what year? 2006. That was oh, that a quiz. Year. She hesitated. I did. Yeah, 2006. 2006. Okay. Yeah. Uh, life rolls along five years in. We're fast forwarding some here, obviously, for the sake of the story. Um, 
life is filled with a normal amount of pressures. Marriage, five years in, has some joys and uh, some struggles. But something else is happening in you at this point. What what's happening? So growing up, I want to go back just a little bit while we come forward, but growing up, um, we were a very high-achieving family. I was involved in every sport except soccer. You soccer players, you rock it. That is so much running. Just terrible at soccer. Um, But I was in gymnastics and cheerleading and every sport under the moon. And uh, my siblings are very uh, successful as well. They all graduated from college. I dabbled in college. I was Mm. much more interested in Dave. All those sports and things. (laughs) All those sports and things, like all at the same time, or it's like soccer yeah. one year, softball one year? No. no, all at the same time. Can you just give a rundown of what that is, like all um, at the same time? So I would do gymnastics and cheerleading, and then um, basketball when it was basketball season, baseball when it was baseball season, um, and then I did band, and okay. up into a drum major. Okay. Um, so we were talking about what's happening into your life five years in. Oh, that yeah. That's kind of the backstory. That was, yeah. Sorry. So it, um, I always wanted to achieve. Um, I wanted to be, my siblings were very successful, so I was going to meet that. Um, held on to pride a lot. So in marriage, I was also going to succeed um, and be the best wife, kind of like Donna Reed would have been my uh, goal. Yeah. You know, cookies. When the kids. Oh, I know. About. It's okay. Just Google it. It's great. Um, <laughs> Okay. But it was the, you know, the housewife, I was going to homemade, you know, be homemade everything that was made. Um, the house was going to be spotless and we were going to have the picture perfect marriage. And then we had kids. Yes. And that kind of changes that picture a little bit because the house is never clean yeah. to what yeah. you want it to be. Um, but uh, there was a lot of things building within me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would get... Um, I was very frustrated mm-hmm. uh, with life in itself because I just, I couldn't get the task done that I needed to get done or, um, well, just certain things were playing out. So there was different things in my life. I was striving, not handling them emotionally well. Uh, Dave had things going on in his life as, as well. Mm-hmm. And so that led to a time of uh, separation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that had to be painful. It was, yes. Yeah, it was a lot of heartache uh, in that. And Coming from a story, we were, I always say we had the notebook romance. And so, I mean, he wasn't, I wasn't like the rich side and he was the poor side, but uh, it was, <laughs> we weren't, we were even. But, um, <laughs> you know, we, it was, it was, it was perfect. And we were so in love and smitten. And uh, so it was, I took that one very hard. So that was five years into marriage. We had uh, two kids at wow. that time. Okay. So, and so all of a sudden, now you're at a time where, you're not together. Yeah. And the boys stay with you. Yes. So the pressure's on. Pressure's on, yeah. Yeah, uh, just to keep up, I'm sure, physically. But there's something, I'm sure, happening inside as well. Yeah, well, you know, and it's funny, because in that time, because I did grow up in faith, and I had faith. And in that in that time, I had a lot of peace that I knew God was going to work it out. I had no clue how, but I knew... I knew it was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whenever we uh, reconciled, that was more whenever the emotions really started to dig in deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I didn't deal with any of that. I just put on the mask and was like, okay, this is what it's going to be. I'm going to be happy and joyful. Don't be upset because it might happen again. You know, just just hold it in, do your best. And then that would, it was 
Well, so the Seeing Red series you did, y'all blew up this huge balloon, and that was me. It would just, I would just keep pumping in emotions and whatever it is that was going on, hold it in until it just exploded. Um, so I, I think we might all think, oh, you reconciled, that's great. He comes back in, we're all together, and life's good. You think that would be the moment of like joy and resolve, yeah. but you're saying that's it was not, not what happened. No. It was, there was more tension after that. There was more tension, yeah. It was... It wasn't like a getting used to each other, but it was just, we were doing life in the same house, okay. I guess. And I, I, on my side, I would not really let him in um, because I just didn't, I either didn't trust or um, I was so hurt. It, I just couldn't, it took me a long time to move past any of that. Okay, and like you mentioned, I'm sure there was a little bit of concern that I don't, I don't want this to happen again. I don't want there to be another yes. separation time. So yes. I'm just going to bury I did, everything. yes. Nobody had a clue what was going on really? in our life. I mean, certain people did um, when it was happening. Okay. But um, yeah, I didn't confide in people. I didn't, I did everything alone. Mm. So. So kind of like our board here, a yeah. hurt happens. Yeah. And instead of allowing God to work or sharing that or being open, it just stays there and it begins oh, yeah. to take root. Yeah. And you're not, you're not telling. In fact, does Dave know what's happening inside you at this point? Well, he knew in my angry times that something was not right <laughs> with my wife. Yeah. But um, no, I didn't, didn't share with anybody. He didn't know the of what's happening inside. Because I'm, no. I'm guessing, based on what you described about your childhood, this is... This not only hurts because it's conflict, but this hurts something about your identity. Oh, very much, yeah. Like, I'm not able to keep my marriage together. I'm yes. not able to do, I'm not able to keep up. I'm yes. not able to achieve. Yeah, so, so my identity was just crushed. And you choose then to just put on the outward. Yes. I'm just gonna go through the motions. Yes, fake it till you make it. Not faith it till you make it. Yeah. And Jesus was here. Like, I knew he was with me. I knew that he loved me. But that was about, and I knew of his greatness and his goodness, but yeah. it was not, it was up here, it wasn't in here. Yeah, he's there to help me, but I don't know how in the world this resolves anything. Yeah, it's, yeah, okay. and you did it to yourself kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So more guilt on guilt. yourself. Okay. Guilt, shame, all of it. So uh, you, you move at one point to Midlothian, you leave Joshua. We do, not okay. very willingly. Because okay. my family was in Joshua. We grew up in Joshua, and uh, Dave works in Dallas. So it, uh, this was as far as I would go. Okay. <laughs> so we moved to Midlothian. That was okay. 10 years ago. Okay. Um, so, yeah. You make that move, and what's happening inside now? Because time has passed. Yeah. Stuff is still underneath. Yeah. What's happening? We, we had Dylan, and then about a year later, we moved here. Um, and... I mean, I was kind of still in the same boat. I was here, but not really here. I mean, I still worked in Joshua. We went to church in Joshua. Um, yeah, I just wasn't really here. I mean, I did all, all my duties. I loved him, but it, I did not open myself up to, to anything, to God, to him, to anything. Friends or anybody? No. Your family? No, because that would mean weakness. Mm. You know, that's laying down that pride was huge for me. Um, to let somebody in to know what was going on beyond just happy Roseanne. Can everybody relate so far what it's like to go through something like this and you just choose to just cover and I don't want anyone to know, I don't want anyone to see. 
I think we can all relate. So again, it's beginning to spill back up or it's beginning to grow back up. We should say the roots are going down deep. The hurt happened. It's gone down. Now it's affecting you. It's affecting mentally, emotionally, behavior. And it's about to start affecting you physically. So again, you've moved Middle Oath in. Now some physical issues begin to develop. What is that? So when I turned 30, I'm going to try to condense this as much as I can. When I turned 30, I got my wisdom teeth out. And um, from that, uh, they had left a bone behind. And so I got an infection. Um, So we dealt with that. I kind of ignored it for a a little while. And then it turned into osteomyelitis, which eats your bone. So it had eaten through my jaw. Um, so I, <clears throat> I went to the doctor, they put me on a pick line um, for six weeks and we got that cleared out. And then um, I stayed on medication, antibiotics for a while after that. And um, while that was not fun, that was only the beginning. Um, so I, I got a little better and then it all just crashed. Um, and I started having um, fevers constantly, 101 fever. Um, pretty much all day, every day. Uh, my bones hurt, my body hurt. Um, there were days I had to walk with a cane because I couldn't even function. Um, so all this physical stuff is happening while emotionally I'm crushed as well because <clears throat> the boys are growing up. I can't go out and play basketball with them. I can't do all these things that they want me to come and do. So, you know, just failure and identity was non-existent except the negatives. Um, so. So yeah, that's where I kind of was at that point. What are, what are the doctors saying at this point to you? Well, basically they said, I don't know. They gave me different diagnoses like lupus and T-cell deficiency and um, fibromyalgia, um, all sorts of different diagnoses. They started me on medications um, and uh, you know, morning, day and night, I would have to take stuff and um, yeah went to multiples of them, but nobody, nobody could really tell me beyond these what to do. You know, change your diet, no gluten, no dairy, no sugar, which I thought was crazy. And uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So some of those are in the category of autoimmune They conditions. are, yeah. They're, they're all autoimmune disorders. Okay. And so autoimmune, uh, I'm not a doctor by any means, but just short version of autoimmune is what? What is, what's that, what is the... What's the definition of that condition? It's basically your immune system is fighting against you. So your, your white blood cells then attack your healthy tissue. Um, so your body is literally fighting itself from the inside out. That's interesting physically that that's happening because that is exactly what was happening at your core. Yes. You were fighting yourself. You were yes. in self-rejection, self-hatred, anger, bitterness, Bitterness. and you're closed off. And so you're just, you are identity-wise, spiritually, fighting yourself. Very much. Fighting God. Yeah. And this shows up in every part of your life. It shows up in your thinking, your feelings, relationships, and even in your body. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating that here's an example of someone who, this this is more true than I think we often realize. When there's a spiritual issue undealt with, it shows up in every part of our life. And in this case, it was a, a physical dis-ease that was born out of a spiritual dis-ease. 
inside. And the scripture affirms that over and over. As we saw last week, um, Hebrews 4, be careful lest a root of bitterness spring up and by it many are defiled. And then even the third John passage we read this morning about I desire that you might prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers because her soul was not in health. Her body began to be in unhealth, dis-ease. Now it's hard to imagine Roseanne walking around with a cane or not being able to move around because most of the most Sunday mornings she's like flash in here. You know, she's she's around and, and doing a lot. And and she has a lot of tasks here at the church. So that's a lot to take in. What is that? What is this? What's going on inside you when you start hearing these diagnoses? about your life. Because they're saying this is basically, we don't know where this came from and we don't know how it can be healed. Yes, right? just live with it. And so I want to say I didn't want to accept that, that I was a fighter, but it just, I more took it as like, this is my new label. This is what life's going to be. I'm just going to have to find comfort in whatever this is that you know I'm now having to live in. This um, is just who I am. This is now who I am. And you just accept that. Just accept it, yeah. Very not happily, very angrily, yeah. but um, yeah, very disappointed. And is this really what my life is supposed to be like? Mm -hmm. where's, where's God in the midst of all this for you at the moment? He was there. And because I can remember breaking down and praying and just being on my knees and sobbing and pouring it out to him. And I would feel his peace come over me. Mm -hmm. And then I would get up and just pick it all back up and be like, okay. I'll just go ahead and carry this on with me mm. and uh, just move forward. So uh, 2018, fast forward again a little bit. It's July 4th, season of July 4th, and something new happens. What is that? Yes. So the boys were playing, our older two, were playing baseball. So they were in that July 4th uh, parade. So In Midlothian. You know, in Midlothian, yeah. Yeah. And so they're strolling through on their float, and uh, here comes a vertical float. Mm -hmm. And they were doing a rap song, which, you know, my kids thought were was awesome. Um, so, and somebody comes and hands me the series card and it's seeing red, mm. um, which even in that moment, I could feel this flicker of he sees me. Wow. He, he sees where I am. Yeah, that was a series we did back in 2018, mm -hmm. uh, seeing red, how to deal with explosive anger in our life and how to find peace and resolve. And so, um, yeah, we were out handing out cards, and so y'all come. That or, we did. I turned to Dave and I said, "We've we've got to go to this church on Sunday," mm. and we did. Yeah, yeah, you did. You came. And Brian was speaking right to me. Everything he said, was. the Lord. Yeah, the Lord was speaking right through him. Everything he said was just like, "How did he know that?" Yeah. So she referred to earlier the balloon. That that Sunday that she showed up, uh, we were doing illustration, which I had uh, Nick Kinsman on stage. And he had, it was a bicycle pump, if I remember correctly, and a giant balloon. I mean, a big balloon. It got and, huge. And so while I was speaking, I said, Nick, just keep pumping away on that deal. It's going to be the perfect illustration. So he's, and I'm talking. Of course, the tension is building. This thing is, and I said, just keep going until it just bursts. And so, His arms had to be on fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said to me later, yeah. And it finally, you know, just boom, it, it does burst. And yes. it, was, it was a powerful illustration that morning. Obviously, it was impactful for you Oh, it was very, 
for yes. you and, and for Dave and your kids as well. So what happens after that? Obviously, you're here today, so... Yes, I really liked it. <laughs> I came back. Um, it was. It just, that whole series touched me. And then it was like the next series, there was just more and more that just opened up in me. Um, and I still didn't know about this yet. Um, but I knew that healing was happening. It's just like the song, The Defender. Yeah. All I did was stay still. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can remember just crying through... Um, sermons and taking notes like a mad woman and worship, I would just sob. Caleb, you always do such a great job, whole team. But I would just sob yeah. um, and change was happening within me. Mm. So this goes back to what we talked about this morning. It's a process. This didn't happen it's, first Sunday all of a sudden. No, yeah. but it was, it was like he opened it up a little bit and that he was kind of chiseling off. Yeah, so eventually Roseanne begins to serve. She begins to work with the women's ministry here and eventually even comes on staff uh, mm -hmm. here at Vertical. And we've yeah. had lots of conversations about these issues, about yeah. health and mental health, emotional health and the Bible and spiritual healing, all of that. Yeah. So what, what, have, uh, what has God taught you in this process? How are, oh, where are you so question. far? Well, I got to say, since you said we would talk about that a lot, coming from, I used to work in the medical field. And so I would combat Brian a little bit on this. That I just didn't, I didn't see how all this connected. Even though that change was literally happening in me, I couldn't see the connection, but... Because your whole family comes from medical field yes, background. Yes, Okay. yeah. And so it took me a long time to really open it up. And once he opened my eyes to it, it... It's incredible. So anyway, sorry, what was your, repeat that question no, to me. No, so you obviously, these hurts are still back there from the past. The, yeah. The striving and then the disappointments and the things going on inside your family. Uh, you're going through all that, but God begins to speak. So are yes. there specific things that you learned during that time? Well, I think in the identity has been my root thing because I feel like every everything that you do, everything that you um go forward and in life is rooted in your identity, whatever your thoughts you're going to have. And um, so I kind of had to start taking that captive and I had to take it little by little. Um, yeah, yeah, it's each, each moment, whenever I would start to feel uh, the pain creeping in, I knew that I had overdone it. I had overpushed it um, beyond what God was calling me to do. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn to lay down the striving. And that took me a long time because I, I do like to excel. Yeah. Um, I do like to, I love notes and check-in boxes. And just sometimes those boxes are your own goals and not God's goals that he has for you at that time. Mm -hmm. And so that was a huge one that he had to teach me. And to really enjoy the moment um, that he's presented in front of you. So gratitude mm -hmm. was a huge one when I started feeling um, overwhelmed or failure or, mm -hmm. you know, thank you, Lord, for what's in front of me. Thank you for reminding me of who I am in you yeah. um, and the woman that you've created me to be. So I'm sure then this is having an impact on your thoughts and your emotions. What kind of, is there some healing that's happening here mentally, emotionally during all this time? Very much, very much. I mean, our marriage today is better than I could have ever imagined. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Lord has done great work in that. Uh, and my parenting, my kids would tell me that I'm, I love Jesus a lot more now than I used to. And it's a much more peaceful household. Wow. Um, and um, yeah, he's, he's done a lot of healing in my mind and in my heart. And it's just, his peace is inexhaustible. I mean, that's my favorite line that I love to say, because it's so true. It, it never ends. Wow. So 
you also then experience healing physically. So knowing what we've known now about your story, where you were, these diagnoses that were given to you, medication you're taking. Yeah. Where are you today with medication and diagnosis? This is a very personal, vulnerable question in front of everybody, yeah. right? You should kind of hide medical stuff from people, but you're willing to tell the story. I am. Where are you today with all of those diagnosis and medication? I don't take any medication. Uh, I mean, I take my daily vitamins, you know, vitamin wow. C, all that stuff. But yeah, I don't take anything. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah. I don't have fevers anymore. Um, and used to, even you know, two or three years ago, I knew when I was striving because my fevers would pop back up. Um, and so, yeah, I don't have any fevers. I don't have body pain. Um, I play basketball with the boys. I do all the things that I was so heartbroken I, could do, I couldn't do before God multiplied what I'm wow. able to do now. So uh, what I'm hearing you say is you're not just attributing this to, well, I started taking vitamin supplements and all of a sudden, no. da, 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 no. or all of a sudden I started using, this no knock on anybody here, I'll start using essential oils and all of a sudden, da, 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 right? Yeah, I'm not knocking essential that. oils. I'm just saying yeah. there wasn't this instantaneous, miraculous, it wasn't even in a, a one singular service. It wasn't, yeah. It began to be in a process illustrated here, when you understood something about who you were at your core, I am not... And believed it in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to strive. I don't have to try to be perfect. Yeah. I don't try to... I don't have to hide. Yeah. I don't have to wear the guilt and the shame and beat myself up. Jesus has come to take my failures, my weaknesses, my inability to be perfect... He has taken me, loved me, forgiven me, and given me a new identity that says, Roseanne, you are at peace with God. Yes. You are declared righteous. Yes. The striving can cease. Yes. When that happened, when you believe that, is really where the healing started happening. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible. I don't have to, the woman that I, I don't want to say I pretended to be because I, I am a joyful, the Lord has made me a joyful woman and I right. love that. But the woman that I put the mask on to be, I don't have to do that anymore. Like it's just, this is me. Mm-hmm. And the peace that I exude to others, the comfort that I exude to others, that's just Christ in me that I'm, before I was like, I'm such a peaceful person. Mm-hmm. I'm so joyful. Um, you know, and I carried that pride, but now that's Christ in me. That's, that's pouring out to you. And I want others to, to feel that. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing story? What God has done in healing her. He is amazing. Yeah, Yeah. it is. It is. I appreciate. Thank you. I appreciate your, your vulnerability to share these things because it's a powerful story of what God can do to heal us and, uh, to heal not just, again, in theory or just in religious terms, but to take a place of real hurt yeah. and pain and to meet her there yes. and, and her he meet him there yeah. and to allow him to heal at the deepest level. And that produced healing throughout her whole being. Such a powerful story. Thank you, Roseanne, again. Yeah, we're grateful. Those are the kind of stories we're hearing and telling. And there's more to come. There's stories next week and the week after 
and the week after um, that are coming. They'll be part of our message series. Uh, I've already decided to extend this series one more month because God is at work and he's healing. And we, there's some topics we haven't even touched on yet that I want to get to uh, about being free from control issues in our life, about being free from bitterness and unlocking the door for others to go free that we are holding captive in our life. Those are the kind of areas that Jesus wants to heal in us and he wants to free us from. He wants us to be at a place where we can be free to love him and to love others with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Not held back, not withdrawn, not bitter, not fearful, but free to do whatever he calls us to do and be. Now, for Roseanne and for all of us, it starts by letting Jesus be Lord of our life. If that hasn't happened for you, this is where it starts, by saying, Jesus, I have failed. I've made a wreck of my life. Would you forgive me for not allowing you to be Lord of my life and taking in his death for you, his resurrection for you, so that you could be free of the guilt. But then it means living in that kind of freeing, Lord-giving life. Lord, I, I, I give my life to you to be Lord of every area, even the ones that have been incredibly painful, the ones where I still carry wounds, resentment, bitterness, Control issues to say, Jesus, would you come into that room and heal me there? He's come for that. He said he had. He said he'd come to heal the brokenhearted. But that means we have to be willing to open the door to let him come into that room. So, as we pray this morning, I just want to encourage you to do that. Would you be willing to just say, Jesus, I'm opening the door for you to come in and start the healing process in me so that I can be healed at the deepest part of who I am because then I know you'll change and heal the rest. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, I thank you that you see us in our hurt, our wounds, our past, our failures, and you love us. You don't reject or condemn us, but you come in to bring healing, to bring hope, and to restore what's been taken. I thank you for Roseanne's story. I thank you that you healed and are healing her today. And that's just one of many other stories here and in your word that prove you want that to happen for us. So we surrender this morning to you. 
we open the door willingly for you to come in to see, to hold us, and to heal us. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.